Welcome back, everybody, and thanks again for tuning in and listening. Um, it seems the last podcast was pretty uh, popular, so I'm going to stay within that vein and uh, tell you a little, a few stories, maybe one, depending on how long it takes me to tell it. I am a long storyteller, so I apologize for that. <clears throat> Years ago, uh, I told you that my pastor Keith and I had gone to Africa and to Israel to conduct what we called um, prophetic conferences. And um, I remember in in Africa, we were in Nigeria, and um, I want to say we were in the state of Jos, J-O-S. It's a northern section of Nigeria, which is uh, pretty prolific for uh, Islamists the religion Islam and so we were kind of surprised that you know we had the welcome that we did but in um, in in Africa you you turn a light on and and people come out of the woodwork it's just uh, it's the nature of their society their social construct at any rate we were at a church we obviously had never been there before it was my first trip to Africa and my only trip to Africa I uh, don't ever care to go back again. We had some pretty rough uh, things happen there. But at any rate, continue with the story. Um, we were we were asked to speak at a church, uh, sort of a last-minute thing. We were kind of touring through Nigeria. And as we came through Joss, uh, through our interpreter, we were asked to speak at this church. And it was a Christian church. It wasn't a, a Muslim church or a mosque. Um, it was a traditional Christian church. And uh, it was a pretty large church. It was it was built uh, in the in the shape of a cross, and so you had the long section uh, where there are pews, and then at the end it was the um, uh, where the pastor would preach, and then the out outer line arms of it or the other sections of the cross were pews that were directed that way. It was a pretty large church. Um, I would venture to say that there was probably. 12 to 1500 people there just guessing um, and so my pastor and I we, we before we ever do these things we we, we kind of talk to each other and sort of you know see which one wants to go first or um, and, and there's really no rhyme or reason um, this particular morning um, he said you know do you want to go first I said sure so I, I take the mic from the pastor and I introduce myself and tell the crowd where I'm from and through the interpreter um, they get sort of an idea of who we are what we're doing and why we're there and <clears throat> and so right away I began to uh, focus on this family to my left and I didn't know they were a family until obviously afterwards but in retrospect I'm telling the story so uh, there was a family to the left and they were sitting on the front row and all of a sudden it was just like things just started coming to me. And uh, I know that sounds very bizarre, but it just started coming to me. And when I say it's coming to me, um, I'm, I, it's like I know it. It's like, it's like something someone told me and I'm remembering it, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> anyway, I look over at this family and it was just like all of a sudden this came out and I just said... Um, I asked the person to stand, and, and they did. And it was it was it was a husband and wife, and I think a couple of kids. 
and um, they stood up and I said, uh, a year ago, you got angry with this pastor and you left and you haven't been back in one year. And I said, uh, this morning, God woke you up and told you to get dressed that there were men from America that were going to tell you something you needed to hear this morning. And I tell you, the God's honest truth, I knew nothing of this family. I knew nothing about them. And this is just the way that the prophetic gift works through me. And I can only speak for myself. And so, as soon as I said those words, this whole family just fell, literally, fell down to their knees and started weeping. The rest of the church started weeping. And the pastor comes up to me and she has just tears running down her face. And she she says, may I have the microphone? And I said, sure. And I gave it to her and I sort of stepped back. And my pastor, Keith, said, um, you know, kind of jokingly, what have you done? You know, and, and um, I said, I, I don't know. And uh, so I just stood back there with my pastor and he and I stood there together. And we were just kind of watching this unfold in front of us. And the pastor gets up and she says, I have never met these men before in my life till this morning. She said, I didn't, I haven't spoken to them. She said, I've never even had a conversation with them. This is the first time I'm actually speaking to them. They came uh, because I'd heard that they were in the area and we asked them to come and stop by our church and and pray for us and, and see what the Lord would give us. And she said, to my knowledge, they've never spoken to this family over here either. And, um, and the family, she walked over to the family and she said, she gave the woman the mic and she said, everything the man said is true. She said, a year ago, I was angry and I was mad with you. And she was talking to the pastor at this time. And she said, I, I, I let something you said hurt me and cause an offense. And she said, and I, and I decided that I wasn't going to bring my family back to this church. And they literally lived across the street from the church. And um, she said, it's been very painful for me because it was a, it was a loss of friendship and, and fellowship. And she said, and so... I was I was very, very distraught over the whole thing. And she said, and so I decided I was never coming back. She said, this morning at 5 a.m., she said, the Holy Spirit woke me up and told me to go to the church this morning that there were two men from America, two white men from America, who were going to speak truth over her this morning. And she said, this is the truth that he spoke to me. And she said, I want to make things right between me and the pastor and I want to bring my family back. And so that was just one story. Um, there were several other people there. And, and, and one of the things that, that, that does work for me uh, as far as a prophetic is concerned is, you know, I will see things. And I may have mentioned this before. I will see things uh, in my mind's eye. And I know that sounds kind of crazy too, but if I were to ask you to think of, a, a, to picture a pink elephant, you could say, okay, I can picture a pink elephant. And then when you did, I might say to you, okay, um, where did you see this pink elephant? And you might say, well, um, I saw it in my mind. And I'd be like, okay, well, what do you mean by, help me understand your mind. And you might say, well, it's hard for me to explain to you, but I see it in my mind. I see it. I just don't know. I I can't explain to you how I see it, but I see it. And so that's when I, when I say, I see things in my mind's eye that's what I'm talking about. And so um, sometimes I see things. And one of the things that I saw at this particular church um, was 
piano keys, just without the piano around it, just the keys themselves sort of dancing over the, over the head of one of the um, people in the church. And as a result, I began to speak over this person and I said, you, do you play the keyboard? And he said, I do. And then all of a sudden I started getting uh, what we call a download. It's kind of like uh, referring to a download on a computer or something, but we call it getting a download. And that's what I got. And um, I said, you, you've been wrestling with, you know, playing uh, the keys as a worship pastor. And he said, I have, and I've decided, I didn't know if I wanted to you know, continue to do that anymore, or if I, I was, you know, ready to get out or whatever. Anyway, he said, um, I, I've been praying hard about it and just asking the Lord what I should do. And I said, well, I believe the Lord's telling you that, you know, you need to do that. And so he did. And so there were some other things that I, it's been, it's been more than, golly, I, I didn't realize it. it's been so long ago, um, been over 10 years ago. So I didn't really commit too many things to memory other than the one I told you. So that was one one time. Um, there was another time when we were in Israel doing the same thing, doing a doing a prophetic thing. Now this is going to sound really really bizarre, and if I've told this story before, please forgive me. But we were in Israel. We were speaking in Haifa, which is northern Israel, up around the Lebanese border. Uh, Haifa is beautiful. I've, I've always said it reminds me of Miami with mountains. It's very tropical. It's very beautiful. It's right along the Mediterranean Sea, and it's just, it's, it's uh, unbelievably, unbelievably beautiful. Well, we were, we were asked by a friend of ours, um, a Ukrainian pastor, if we would come up and do some speakings at different home churches that he had, and uh, we said, sure, we'd go. And so uh, we started our crusade in uh, Haifa, and we get up there, and there's a small apartment. Um, and there's quite a few people there, and most of them were Ukrainian citizens who had uh, left Ukraine and came to Israel because they they had some sort of connection to um, the the Jewish state Israel. And um, so we were we were speaking to them. They were Messianic Jews, which basically just means Christian Jews, which is kind of like an oxymoron. But they were Jews who were who believed that Christ is the Messiah. And so at any rate, we were. We were praying, and we were praying for different people and different things, and um, this lady comes up to me, and she was a rather large lady, uh, not very attractive at all, and um, and there's a reason I said that. I'm, I'm, it goes with the story. And she had a couple of ladies with her who were, um, who were her friends, and, and they came with her, one on each side, and, and, and um, through the interpreter, uh, Vova, um, he he said um, she wants you to pray for her husband and um, my first thought was um, this woman is really not very attractive um, and I thought you know this would be this would be cruel to pray for any man and so as soon as I said that in my head um, I really heard the Holy Spirit speak to me in my mind's ear, just like my mind's eye. And he said, um, do you, or first of all, he said, how dare you? And he got on to me and that kind of pricked my heart. And, and, uh, and I felt really badly because it was kind of like being gotten on to by your dad. And uh, he said, how dare you? Do you not think that I could 
find this woman a husband. And, um, and he said, you know what, I'm going to teach you a lesson here. And he said, I am going to show you, not only can I find her a husband, but I'm going to teach you that you don't judge a book by its cover. <clears throat> and I said, you know, to myself in my brain, in my mind, I said, you know, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. Forgive me. I, I, I shouldn't have said that. And I felt really horrible about saying that. And so he said, you know what? He said, you, he said, this is what's going to happen. You tell her this word for word. So I told the interpreter, I said, okay, word for word. And he said, okay. And I said, um, God is going to send you a husband. And she just, you know, she started crying and she was just so excited. And I said, in six months, a man is going to come to your, your congregation here who's never come before, a total stranger. And he is going to come and he is going to fall madly in love with you. And one year from today's date, you will be married in that church. And she started jumping up and down and crying and her friends were crying and they were all speaking uh, I guess a dialect of, of Russian and uh, I didn't understand it but the interpreter his name is Vova Svistinov and um, we've known him for years and he looked at me and he said Brother Dan are you are you sure that's what you heard and I said that's what I heard and my pastor and I we had sort of a uh, we had a good relationship and so he kind of leaned into me and he said boy you better be right about this and I said well I don't have to be right but God is and so I just left at that and we went and prayed for a couple of other people and Fast forward uh, one year from that date, um, my pastor calls me and he says, hey, I got an email and he's laughing on the phone. And, and the way he laughs, it's, it's, it's not like a funny humorous thing. It's just like, wow, God did it again kind of thing. And uh, he said, uh, I got an email. He said, um, I, want you to, I want you to listen to it. He says, from Vova. And I said, oh, Vova, okay, how's he doing? He said, oh, he's doing real good. He said, listen to this email. And he read the email to me and he said, uh, Dear Pastor Keith, he said, uh, I just wanted to um, follow up with you on, uh, on your last visit when you and Brother Danny were here. And um, he said, uh, remember, remember the lady that Brother Dan prayed for? And um, he said, um, he, she prayed, for, she wanted a husband. He said, well, I was putting together the timeline and he said, um, Brother Dan said that she would be married within a year of that date and he said strange thing happened six months after you guys left this guy showed up at our um, at our congregation and um, and he fell in love with this lady and it was just bizarre the way they just kicked it off you know and he said I married them two days ago and uh he said, I did the timeline, and it was exactly one year to the date. Now, I don't give, okay, let me say I, let me remove me from here, okay? I, I don't do this. God does this. God does it through me. Um, I'm simply a tool in the tool shed. I use that uh, analogy often, you know. Um, I am simply a tool that is, that is um, yielding myself to the Father, and so through that, I am able to, to be used as, a, as an instrument. So I say this to say, I said that to say this. Um, God is very specific when he comes, when he, when he deals with people. And he's very specific when he tells people things. Um, I'll give you another quick story and then, then we'll end this podcast. And I'll do another one probably along the same line 
or the vein of what we've been speaking about. When I lived in Jessup, or I lived in Odom, Georgia, Jessup, Georgia wasn't too far away. And uh, as, I, as I said before in other podcasts, I was working as a nurse. I worked two 16-hour shifts Saturday and Sunday at Florida State Prison. And Monday through Friday, I lived in Georgia. And then the weekends, I went down to Florida, which was about two hours away. And um, I had Monday through Friday off, which is wonderful. You're probably thinking to yourself, why would you ever leave that job? Well, um, there was a reason that I left the job. God called me up to Tennessee to start a church, but that's a different story. At any rate... Um, I had Monday through Friday off, and I just woke up one morning, and I thought, you know, I, I just, I just openly said, Lord, what, where do you, what do you want me to do today? Where do you want me to go? And I heard him speak to me, and he said, I want you to go see Kenny. Kenny was a friend of mine. He was in our church, and we used his, um, we used his uh, uh, cafe to meet at uh, at night when he closed. We'd use it at night to have our prayer meetings and our prophetic meetings and things like that, and so. Kenny was a was an older gentleman. He was probably maybe 10 or 15 years older than me. He and his wife had started this cafe, and um, I didn't know what Kenny was going through. But um, So I said, okay, well, I'll go see Kenny. I didn't know really what God wanted me to go see Kenny about, but I just figured I'd go anyway. So I um, got dressed, drove into town, which was about, I don't know, 10 or 12 miles, and uh, walked in the store. And um, Kenny comes out of his office about the same time I'm walking in the front door of his cafe. And he says, hey, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm really not sure. I said, God told me to come see you. And he just broke down and started crying. And I said, Kenny, you okay? And he said, come back in my office. So we went back in his office and he shut the door and he sat down in his chair and he just wept. And I said, Kenny, are you okay? And he says, he said, I just got off my knees praying. And I said, Lord, I need somebody to talk to. And I said, wow. And he said, and then you walk in the door. And so, you know, I was, I was the, I was the person that Kenny spoke to, you know, and I was, you know, I, I was sent. And, um, and we realized that even before Kenny had prayed, God woke me up and told me to go. So even before Kenny had got on his knees and asked, God knew what he needed. And that was like a double whammy for both of us. And we both kind of wept. I ended up, you know, speaking to Kenny for a while, and he was having some troubles, and we prayed about it, and uh, it just reinforced him that, you know, God was listening. So, the prophetic is a strange thing. It's uh, it's a supernatural thing. It changes people's lives. I, I will tell other stories too, um, and I, and honest to God, I, I I'm not telling you these stories to uh, inflate myself or to say look at me or to put me up on some sort of pedestal. I am truly just a tool. I'm nothing but a mouthpiece. God uses me, and um, it's awesome. I'm never not absolutely undone when this happens. I can just tell you, when I speak to people, it's it's like when the words are coming out of my mouth, it's like it's not me speaking. It's not my brain figuring this out. I'm not that good of a, of, of a face reader. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the stories. Uh, there will be more to come. It's already 1923 into the podcast. I try not to do more than 20 if I can help it. So thanks again for listening. I really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to me that people tune in. And um, again, uh, I can be reached by uh, my email, nursehartley at yahoo.com. So if you have any questions, you have any concerns, I'll be more than willing to pray for you. I've never charged anybody. Uh, I've never charged anywhere I went and I've been all over. Uh, I don't charge. I never will. It's just something that was given to me freely. And so I give it to the world freely. So at any rate, um, 
bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face shine down upon you and give you peace. Until the next time, um, have a great day. Thanks again. Bye.